Lions a little banged up right now, but I'll tell you why. It's going to be okay this Sunday, right here on Locked On Lions. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Matt Derry with you, Locked On Lions, Locked On Podcast Network. On this, a Wednesday, September 28th, and a Thursday, September 9th, we got the crossover edition of Lions and Seahawks, the crossover tomorrow with Corbin Smith, the host of Locked On Seahawks. We'll get all in depth on Seattle and this matchup, certainly tomorrow. But we appreciate you listening, making us your first listen each and every day right here on the program, Locked On Lions today is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. Follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks. We're also at Locked On Lions on Twitter, Matt Derry Facebook fan page. And of course, you are watching us. We appreciate you doing so on the YouTube channel, the Locked On Lions YouTube channel. Subscribe, comment. We appreciate everybody's uh, comments and Lions fans, of course, always so into the team and uh, excited, certainly, about these next two games, which I have said are extremely winnable. You're going to be facing Geno Smith and Brian Hoyer the next two weeks. Come on now. I know the Lions are banged up. We're going to get into injuries momentarily, or we're going to talk about some things, but man, next couple of weeks, these are winnable football games for the Lions. I mentioned injuries coming up. Let's get into that. A lot of guys out. Six starters on offense out today of practice. Six. And another one banged up and was limited in practice. We'll tell you about that coming up momentarily. Also, uh, the Seahawks, the Lions, the Lions are going to be able to move the football Sunday. I'm going to tell you why coming up. Help on the way at cornerback. We saw a very, very struggling Amanio Ruarie on Sunday in the team's loss to Minnesota. Uh, as Kyle Mikey from MLive.com said yesterday on this very podcast, he was trash uh, last week. Um, could the Lions have some help coming at cornerback? We'll explain that. And uh, also a minor move that the Seahawks made today, bringing in a former Detroit uh, Lion and uh, releasing a Detroit native. We'll talk about that coming up as well on the show. But we appreciate you making us your first listen. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. What do we bring to the table? Well, you get daily content. Right here on Locked On Lions, whether it's on the audio side or the video side, good guests. We mentioned Kyle Meinke yesterday from MLive and Opinions of the News of the Day. And we've been doing this show now. This is our seventh season doing Locked On Lions. We appreciate you listening, following, and telling your friends all about uh, what we're about here. And just giving you Lions content each and every day. All right. Certainly there are concerns. L- let me say this, though. I, I know that, and I'm not... Uh, throwing anybody under the bus. I'm as big a Mike Valeni fan as there is, and Mike is a good friend. I was listening to the show yesterday, and I know the last couple of days they were playing some audio of Jared Goff um, talking about Dan Campbell and the decision from Sunday to kick the field goal and everything else. And, and, and Goff has said it publicly. Hey, look, we wish we could have gone for it and all these things. Let me say this. A lot of the audio that you hear and a lot of the talk about Goff and Campbell there's, I, I was told this, and Kyle said this yesterday, so I'm not breaking any news here. There is no rift 
between the coach and the quarterback. There is a huge amount of respect. There is a, uh, a, um, a connection between Campbell, Ben Johnson, and Goff. And I don't think anything got poisoned based off of what happened last Sunday. Uh, did Dan Campbell make a poor decision? Yes. Did it cost the Lions the game? Sure. You know, having Austin Seibert, a, a, you know, injured kicker who didn't practice today, by the way, kicking out into the north end zone and that wind and everything else that was going on was a mistake. But that doesn't mean now that Jared Goff is going to uh, uh, be poisonous in the locker room or, or have a bad attitude about his coach. They are still on board with this guy. And he's not going anywhere. He has made a lot of mistakes when it comes to uh, clock management, timeouts, uh, end of game, fourth downs. He's a second-year head coach, and I'm going to give him the season to see how he does. Uh, I fully expect this team to still win six or seven games and double their win total and get better. And this past Sunday, they choked. All right, they should have beaten Minnesota. Minnesota is now no great shakes. All right. But let's just let this play out a little bit here. But rift with coach and quarterback? No, that's not the case. Um, today, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow, Josh Reynolds, TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, and Amon Ross St. Brown, six starters on offense, missed practice due to injury. Uh, Josh Reynolds, it sounds like, according to Dan Campbell, is closer to a return in playing than Amon Ross St. Brown, who had his ankle rolled over by Patrick Peterson this past weekend. DeAndre Swift, it'll be a miracle if he plays Sunday. He's not going to play. They're going to keep Swift out a couple of weeks with that shoulder and the ankle and let him heal. And I'm going to tell you about Seattle's run defense in a second. But the Lions are going to be just fine Sunday without DeAndre Swift. But don't expect him to play. But you got to be a little bit concerned with all of these skill position guys. DJ Chark was limited in practice today. So you're talking about seven offensive starters. Uh, not going through the full workout and six of them missing practice. Um, I'm not going to sit here and question Kevin Baston and the um, training staff this early in the season, but there have been a lot of injuries with this football team and a lot of back injuries. And I don't know if Dan Campbell and his staff made a mistake having too many padded practices and too many physical practices, and that's what's causing this. I don't know. The Lions have never had good luck. We know that. Um, the good news about this offense is there's some depth there. See, I don't see the depth on defense that I see on the offense. You know, if Jonah Jackson has to miss the game Sunday, Dan Skipper has stepped in the last two weeks at left guard and, and, hasn't, and hasn't been horrible. All right, he's been serviceable. And he had a really good game two weeks ago. Uh, if Frank Ragnow can't play, Evan Brown is highly capable at, at, at center and at right guard for that matter. Um, you know, Reynolds, I don't know if there's a, t I'm not going to sit here and say the wide receiver depth is great, but a guy like Quintez Cephas can certainly step in if need be. And same goes with, uh, Khalif Raymond or, uh, last week, as he was called by Brandon Gauden, the play-by-play -play man for Fox, Khalif Raymond, um, DeAndre Swift is not going to play Sunday. I'm telling you. So that leaves it up to Jamal Williams and Craig Reynolds. Come on, Craig. And also uh, Justin Jackson. I think the Lions are going to be just fine there. But you got to ask the question a little bit about all of these injuries. The, the, the big one to me is Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, not practicing today. Tomorrow will be a big day. Will he get out there and at least be limited? Will he try to go Friday? Um, he is such a big part of what this team does. 
and in the passing game has just been so good and has been such a safety valve and security blanket and he makes so many plays and without Amon Ross St. Brown that's that's a big loss but I still think Sunday this offense can score uh and and score often um against Seattle because Seahawks this is not the legion of boom uh that is for sure all right more on that and what the Lions need to do Sunday to win and some numbers about the Seahawks we are going to do that um Coming up next. First, though, we want to tell you about our friends at LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs, all right? They they are here for you. They are fantastic. And uh, when it comes to posting a job, that's where you want to go is on LinkedIn, all right? They make it easier to find the people you want to hire faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster, all right? Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers Visit LinkedIn. That's true. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. It's a Wednesday edition of Locked On Lions. Excited to talk to Corbin Smith from the Locked On Seahawks podcast. We will do that tomorrow. The one and two Seattle Seahawks fresh off a home loss last week to the Atlanta Falcons. How do you lose uh, in front of the twelves there in Seattle? One of the loudest stadiums there is to Atlanta, but the Seahawks did. All right. Here's some numbers for you to make you feel good about the Lions offense versus the Seattle defense this weekend. And we'll get more into it with Corbin tomorrow. Seattle is eighth worst in the league in yards allowed, total yards allowed, both on the ground and receiving a combined. They are number 12 in the league in points allowed, giving up 23 points per game. Now, some of you are going to go, yeah, but wait a minute. What about the Lions? Yes, the Lions are dead last. They give up 31 points per game. 32nd in the league. But Seattle's given up 23 a game. But here's where I think the Lions can make serious hay. And this this is good for Detroit. Seattle is second worst in the league in run defense. When was the last time we could say that about Seattle? Think about all the guys they've had over the years. And Bobby Wagner, one of my favorite players, K.J. Wright. But without Bobby Wagner, middle linebacker, the Seahawks stink against the run. They're giving up 157 yards per game on the ground. 157. Last week, Cordero Patterson, the converted wide receiver, Rushed 17 times for 141 yards and a touchdown. He averaged 8.3 yards per carry. Something named uh, Tyler Algier. I've never even heard of this person. Rushed six times for 25 yards and averaged 4.2 yards per carry. Avery Williams of the Falcons had one carry last week for nine yards. So do the math. That's... Nine yards a carry. 
the Atlanta Falcons and Marcus Mariota, who had a passer rating of 100 last week, carved up the Seahawks in a 27-23 victory. Two weeks ago, Jimmy Garoppolo, who many of us watched on Monday night, fail in Denver, also lit up the Seahawks two weeks ago and route to a 27-7 win. This is not the same Seattle team uh, that we're accustomed to seeing. You know, there's a reason why the Lions are are doing bobbleheads and Oktoberfest this Sunday. I don't think a lot of people are rushing to the gates to see the Seahawks coming to town. Russell Wilson's gone. This is Geno Smith. But if the Lions can stick with the ground game, think about this for a second, and they can just be consistent with it, uh, I think they can push the Seahawks around. Lions are doing a great job third in the league in rushing. Jamal Williams last week was close to 100 yards. Uh, we know what Craig Reynolds can do on the interior, kind of inside the, you know, the the, the, the guards and tackles. Um, and Justin Jackson is very capable. So I like this matchup. I, I told you weeks ago, and even before week one, said I'm scared bleepless of the matchup between the Lions and the Eagles. I just don't think the Lions match up well with Philly. And I think that this is going to be trouble. And it was. Now, the Lions stayed close. They they made it a game at the end before they fell 38-35. This week, I don't see any reason why Detroit shouldn't win this football game. They really should take care of business against the Seahawks. And it starts with the ground game. Yes, Geno Smith's doing better than anybody expected. And the Seahawks do have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. But if those guys can stay off the field because the Lions are just pounding the football and running right at some of these guys, you know, like Al Woods is a pretty good player. And, you know, Mafe is a pretty good looking rookie um, and, and is playing more now. But, man, they're giving up 157 on the ground. Lions should run and run and run some more this week and really utilize Jamal Williams and Craig Reynolds and go back to almost playing Bo, Schembe- Bo Schembechler like football. Um, in this matchup this weekend. Uh, Not to say that Jared Goff has not been capable because he's been pretty good, but if St. Brown is somehow not going to play and Josh Reynolds is a little bit banged up, um, man, I would love to see um, the Lions really just pound Seattle and wear that defense down. If Cordero Patterson can do it, certainly Williams and Reynolds and, and whomever else, Justin Jackson, can do it as well. So... Those are some good numbers uh, when we're talking about the Lions um, and just this matchup against Seattle. Man, the Lions are seven-point favorites, too. When was the last time we said that? First of all, the Lions haven't been favored in two years. We know that stat. Uh, they weren't favored against the Commanders when the game started. And now Seattle, I mean, has been good for so many years with Wilson and Pete Carroll and all of that. And uh, they're rebuilding. This is... Uh, a younger team. Still have some capable players. I mentioned DK and Lockett, Noah Fant. Lions can't cover tight ends. Fant will likely burn them a few times. But um, I like this matchup. I like that the Lions are going against two rookie tackles, too. We'll talk about that, too, with Corbin Smith tomorrow. All right, uh, coming up next right here on Locked on Lions. Possible help on the way at cornerback. And a minor move, as the, as the Seahawks might be playing a little game of spy. We'll explain that coming up next right here as well, Unlocked on Lions. All right, so we know the issues that the Lions had last Sunday 
against Minnesota. They could, they could, they were fine against Justin Jefferson and Jeffrey Okuda is playing great. And all these people I saw, uh, um, I think it was Ben Solak wrote an article at the ringer about him. He's starting to come into his own. Uh, but the good news is, is that Jerry Jacobs who tore his ACL last year is close to coming back. And think about this. If Amanio Ruarier, if Jerry Jacobs was healthy, would Amanio Ruarier have been on the field that entire game last weekend? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think Jerry Jacobs last year was a pleasant surprise, and we forget about him. And shout out to our friends at Sideline Report uh, who caught this. Got to give them credit. Jerry Jacobs tweeted out uh, yesterday, quote, getting in the mix this week, but just a couple more weeks, end quote. So Jerry Jacobs giving us his own update via his Twitter feed about a return. Boy, would that be a nice boost to this secondary. Kuda's playing well. We know now that the team's not going to have Tracy Walker. A little bit surprised the Lions haven't gone out and signed another safety yet. And look, the week is far from over. They can still do that. Um, they had, uh, you know, Mike Hughes had his problems with communication with Juju Hughes. Uh, Deshaun Elliott's been pretty decent so far. Nothing special, but... Uh, Tracy Walker, sort of the captain of that defense and, you know, kind of the quarterback of the secondary. So without him, then, then that could be a, a concern this weekend uh, against DK and, and Lockett. But getting Jerry Jacobs back is going to be huge because he's good. He's a good football player. Undrafted, came out of nowhere last year. And I love how he competed. I love how hard number 39 played last year. And look, the Lions defense wasn't good, but. Boy, boy, Jerry Jacobs really stepped up. And I know Will Harris is a converted safety. I don't have a lot of faith in him at corner. It's obvious last week they didn't want to take Oruarie out of the game and put Harris in. Chase Lucas is a seventh-round pick, wasn't even uh, active last week. But you bring a guy like Jerry Jacobs back, um, that can be a big lift to this defense. So I like that news, and that is good news, certainly. We'll see uh, uh, how quickly uh, they can get him back because that would be very, very big. All right, some teams do this, and the Seahawks have decided to do it. I don't know if this is a long-term thing or they're just going to borrow him for a week or, or anything like that, but I was looking at the transaction wire today, and the Seahawks have brought in for their practice squad none other than running back Godwin Iguabuike, the former Lion. He was signed uh, officially this morning to the Seahawks practice squad. So you know. Pete Carroll and the Seahawks are going to pick Godwin's brain about what to expect from Detroit this weekend. Uh, Eagle Weekend was one of the last cuts. I think it was a little bit surprising to some people that he was let go. He did a good job on kick returns last year. He had a couple of big runs. Uh, didn't he have the touchdown in the Pittsburgh game, possibly? I mean, he had some big plays that he made. Uh, but in watching Hard Knocks, I think we kind of could see that uh, the writing was on the wall a little bit for Godwin but he wasn't going to make the team. The Lions running back room uh, is very, very deep. But Seattle might just be doing this. We've seen other teams do this in the past where they bring in a guy from another team that week to help them scout and to help them with prep and uh, and everything else. So Godwin Iwabuike was brought in to uh, the Seahawks practice squad today. And uh, in the corresponding move to have to uh, release somebody from the practice squad, Seattle actually let uh, Scott Nelson go. If you know anything about Scotty Nelson, the safety from Wisconsin, Detroit kid, U of D Jesuit, um, would have been nice for him to come home. I know he wouldn't have been on the, on the field, but he would have been on the sidelines and street clothes. 
uh, with the practice squad guys. But uh, Scott is a great kid. We've had him on the pod before, and we wish him the best and hope the, hope his telephone uh, rings and he can land on a practice squad um, of another team because uh, he's he's a great athlete, got some speed, and uh, is a good kid. So the Seahawks uh, just let go of Scott um, yesterday to make room for Godwin Iguabuike. All right, we appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day right here on Locked on Lions. Tomorrow, the crossover. Corbin Smith, host of the Locked on Seahawks podcast. The Seahawk, the Maverick Maven. Seahawk uh, Maven is what I uh, uh, he is known as. We're going to talk to uh, uh, him coming up tomorrow right here on Locked on Lions. Appreciate you watching and listening. We'll do it again tomorrow with the crossover.